everybody, and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Yeah, Todd, how we doing? Sorry, we're looking at the computer here. Uh, so, and uh, also, joining the show, the announcer of the show, the guy who's probably done the most shows in the third chair, the great Elliot Dagan. Uh, always a pleasure. Now, I'm not going to let the computer freak me out. I'm going to end up, nope. we're all going to be staring at the computer the whole time, the whole show, You right? got to roll through, though. You got to roll through. Roll through. The computer's been a bit slow, our recording computer, so I'm like, ah, I'm trying to figure it out. Ah, but it's good to be back doing the show. I'd like to welcome all of the new listeners, because I've been also doing the Brian Whitman podcast, and you can hear that at brianwhitman.com, subscribe on iTunes, and we're getting uh, more listeners are coming to our show, because they you know, heard me over on Brian's show, and checking out the show. So I'd like to welcome you into the fold, and I hope you guys dig what we're doing. Um, let's see. Oh, also, on iTunes, uh, some of our older shows, maybe like the first 25 shows, weren't available for the last couple weeks, uh, just because of a setup thing. I have it all set up now, so if you... We're looking to download those, and they weren't available. They're now available. So uh, we're going to start off today's show. Today's show uh, is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the pornographic movies that uh, Bin Laden had in oh. his house. Uh, his house when they, when he was raided a year ago. He had quite the stash, I heard. Yeah, yeah, and we also got a, a new bit, a new uh, thing called Tabloid Tuesday. Even though it's uh, probably Monday when you're hearing us, uh, we got we got that coming up later. But first, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some sad news that happened in the world. We're we're gonna hit this, and then we're gonna get on to the funny. But um, I don't. Uh, I obviously by the time the show comes out, everybody knows that uh, one of the Beastie Boys, MCA, died. So sad. What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And uh, right now, right by our lava lamp we have on our table, I have a cardboard cutout of MCA, and so we're doing a little tribute to him. Todd, can I, can I, uh, can I pour some out right now? Yeah, please. Tip a Bud Light Platinum to your memory? <sighs> Tip a little brass monkey uh, or some uh, vegetarian shark's fin soup that he wrapped <laughs> I it I out. I need something. Could you pass me a beer, please? Uh, we're done. We got, we got none? We got none. Oh, shit. We get, we're gonna have to do a beer run after this. We, we went through a lot of beer before we started. <laughs> the show. Q just went to Seven Eleven too. We, yeah. We, Q to Don Juan is yes. uh, hanging out with us today. And, uh, oh, my gosh. I think he just went to some of them. But so really sad news, and I just want to talk about it for a second because, fuck it, it was one of the great joys of having a show is when you're actually bummed out about something, you can uh, vent a bit. But I'll, I'll light a Marlboro to the memory. Yeah, light a Marlboro to MCA. But, I, you know, when I heard about MCA died, uh, I, and MCA is Adam Yock from the Beastie Boys. He was the bass player, rapper. He was the kind of more spiritual guy in the group. And when I heard he died, it really hit me hard. Like, honest, I'm going to be honest, it was my wife's birthday uh, on Ooh. Friday when I heard about it. And when I came home from work, because I had to keep it together, because, you know, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a professional. <laughs> and when I got home, I, I was so, it was so upsetting to me that I was, I was like crying at home before we went out. Wow. <laughs> before we went out. And my wife's like, are you going to be okay to go out then? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be cool. You actually wept. I wept. Openly? Did you... No, no, I wept. I wept like a. Fu- well, it was for my no, wife. I, I could cry like a baby in the, front of my wife. The only station that had uh, Beasties playing at the time was K Day. I was listening around to stations, and K Day played. They played basically licensed to ill whole album. Right. Uh, I couldn't get beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know you. You listened to it incessantly, didn't you? Uh, what? Uh, when MCA died, you listened to a lot of Beasties, didn't you? Well, I know I listened. I know on, on my lunch break, I put on K Rock, and K Rock played uh, Beastie Boys for like the whole hour or whatever. And um, yeah, I was uh, the last night. I got home and I put on Awesome. I fucking shot that. Their concert movie was watching that and passed out watching that after a night of going out uh, for my wife's birthday. But 
It was just uh, so up- upsetting to me because, and I will say what it means to me, that as a uh, creative person, some people, maybe if they're not huge Beastie Boys fans, are like, oh, they did Fight for Your Right to Party. What the fuck does that mean? But, ouch. Yeah. Right. Ouch. Dude, I, that was on the radio and I was like, ah. Yeah, exactly. No. That's, yeah. A, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's like when John Lennon died playing She Loves You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, know? Like, yeah, definitely. No, I uh, don't like the the original, but the country version is really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. No buck. Surprisingly. <laughs> How are you going to say that on MCA's They dad? don't even say... <laughs> they Too don't even soon. say porno mag. They say... <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> they say country mag. It's really oh. cool. It's acceptable to everyone on every level. No, you can't water down oh, the beasties, man. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. I will... I can as a fan, I saw them live 13 times wow. between 1995 and 2007. And I, I actually met MCA after sneaking backstage after a show in, in a Carson in like 1995. And I actually met MCA and I shook his hand and I told him he was the reason why I bought a bass guitar. Nice. Because in 1994, they, they were on Saturday Night Live and they played and they did like Sure Shot. They rapped. And then on the second time when they came back, they played Ricky's theme, which is like a groovy, funky instrumental. And then MCA, Adam Yauch, God rest his soul, he played a stand-up bass during the funk song and then put on an electric bass and they did a punk track called Heart Attack Man. Sure. And he picked up the bass and he just manhandled it and he had it hooked up to a fuzz pedal. And once I saw that happen, I go, I need to buy a bass. And I went out actually and had money for Christmas that I got that year. And I went out and I bought a used bass guitar at my local guitar center because of watching him play and how he played. I thought you were going to say because the uh, guy at guitar center impressed you with his playing so much. No, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they try and do, right? Yeah. These well, was, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, check this out. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna play bounce, crazy. Bounce, 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 and you're like, and they play some shit. You need this amp too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sign you up. But um, the, the Beastie Boys music and his artists really has influenced me as a creative person because they were the kind of group that they like they started off like licensed to it was like a pop album, you know, and then they made their second record, Paul's Boutique, which was... Everybody, you know, when it came out, nobody bought it. And no then, one listened to it, yeah. And 10 years later, it was like it's one of the greatest records ever made because mm-hmm. it was the sampling and people just didn't, they wanted the frat boy rap stuff, but they completely flipped things up. And I remember really getting into uh, Check Your Head, like that album right. when they were in there. That was that was growing up for me. I remember seeing them at a concert for Magic Johnson AIDS benefit concert. That's how long ago it was. Like Magic just got AIDS. Oh. And it was like for Magic Johnson. And it had um, Beastie Boys, Chili Peppers, Fishbone, uh, Rollins Band, Primus, uh, a lot of a lot of good a lot bands. of good bass playing going lot, on yeah, between those a groups. A lot of good shit going on that night. But uh, yeah, I remember uh, they're one of the bands I wasn't really planned on seeing, but uh, they're really fucking doing it. Yeah, yeah. And so they went from a group that did that to okay, our second record was a bomb. People didn't realize it was good for ten years later when when it became just kind of an archetypal you know album, and then put out this record that's like part funky instrumentals part you know crazy hip-hop stuff and then punk rock music they're playing punk songs so it was one of those things that not only was a, a record i love but it introduced me to all these other forms of music that i sure. wasn't into but because the beasties had this vibe and attitude that spread throughout all the tracks it made you go oh my god well what punk music are they into? I want to hear more punk rock. I want to hear more uh, of like the, the meters, the funky shit. I want to hear more funky shit. Where does that come from? And it just opened up my world uh, musically and playing in a band buck. We used to always play Time for Living by the Beastie Boys like in every band practice. Staple. 
Yeah. And every show, we, we'd play Time for Living off of Check Your Head, and then, you know, they moved on and made great records with Ill Communication and Hello Nasty and uh, the hot sauce committee they just put out they only put out one semi not wait 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 you're also you're also missing uh the mix-up yes you gotta mention because yes. that's a great album yeah all instrumentals and yeah it's just a group that did everything on their own terms had just wonderful humor and woven like spirituality with their stuff and it was just kind of to me it was like losing a beetle honestly it was, it was that affecting sure. to me sure. and maybe to people of this generation but um you know so, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that. It just meant so much to me that it was really, really affecting. And we don't do too, too much serious stuff here on the show. And um, maybe the Beastie Boys weren't your favorite group if you're sitting there in the audience. But uh, definitely, I mean, I mean, if you just think about, like, fashion, like when they started wearing all the thrift store stuff in the early 90s, that, you know, nobody was doing that, or the, the 70s retro stuff. And then it just became... So much a part of, I guess, what you call any, any youth r- culture. Any rap group that says they're the illest motherfuckers from here, Gardena. Right. Yeah. Instantly got my respect, you know? They were mentioning, like, places we're around, you know? Yeah, yeah it was, I grew up across the street from Gardena. And it was like, right, oh, right. my God, they're the illest motherfuckers from here to Gardena. But, I don't know, it meant so much to me. And, actually, even a listener, like, sent me an email going, I know you're a big Beastie Boys fan. I'm sure you're having a hard day. And that was, you know, really cool. But uh, I just want to mention that. So, we have our little MCA uh, picture here a little cardboard cutout right next to our lava lamp on the on the on the recording table we have here so i just wanted to send that out i mean you know if you're in the audience and uh, meant something to you um feel our pain but uh it's it's definitely something that needs to be marked and uh everybody take an opportunity to celebrate that i mean i went to the tibetan freedom concert that adam yak put together and i got it's a very upsetting to me and and how'd that work out Tibet? Yeah, it's Tibet free. Because mm-hmm. you went? Still no. not free. Still no. not? No? No. You you went. I know. I went. I, I attended. And <laughs> you I, went. And I, I personally could not free Tibet after going to the show. Damn. But. I mean, yeah. Damn the man. Yeah. Fuck the man. It was a, it was a China. Thing. Not only Adam Yauch's death is the death of the music industry, but a big plus for communist China. <laughs> <laughs> damn. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, moving on. Anybody else, any uh, final thoughts about uh, MCA, uh, Adam Yauch, Beastie Boys? I don't know. Also a big influence on me, you know, playing bass, things like right. that. I always looked up to uh, MCA and the group. Yeah, know? and he was an incredible bass player. Like, they have songs like Futterman's Rule, which are an entire bass solo, essentially. Or, you know, the bass line on Sabotage is one of the craziest uh, things. But, uh, yeah, so we just wanted to send out that love. And, uh, all right, on with the rest of the show. So uh, it was, I guess it was about a year ago today that uh, Osama bin Laden was was killed, right? Now, supposedly, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, that's right. There's no photo proof. Uh, there's no body. Supposedly, it's in the sea somewhere. Right, right. Osama is out in the sea somewhere. So, uh, allegedly, we're gonna go with what the government tells us. Although I know we're, we're three people usually skeptical. Of what the government tells us, but uh, uh, Osama bin Laden was killed a year ago, and one of the things that came out was that Osama bin Laden had an extensive porno collection, which I thought was the most interesting part of it. Ooh, a little drawer porn, huh? Yeah, like 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 any man. My my pops had the big old drawer porn growing up. What, what, what did he have in there? What were the movies uh, that your dad? Well, I mean, that's a weird not, thing when you find out what yeah. porno your dad was into. My parents divorced, you know, so my pops was like bachelor phase. But yeah, there's a drawer porn. And uh, what, was it, was it, no, or? it wasn't videos. It was uh, it was mainly print. You know. Oh, so your dad was old school. I, that was, was kind. Of, well, it was kind of thing growing well, up. Was, yeah, I remember that, gr- was that time. You know, yeah. like most people had 
you know, there was the mags under the bed or whatever that you stole from your parents. That uh, that that your moms threw away and fight for your right to party. Yes. No. Uh. No. The uh, <laughs> the thing that I remember growing up, and this happened to me at least two times, going to my friend's house, and you go into the garage, and literally the garage back then, I guess, was the man cave, just porn instead of wallpaper just plastered on the walls like i'm not joking like right. like just porn everywhere yeah just oh, that's a, yeah that's another go. classic move yeah, i'd cl- say it's classy right i need a little bit of porno maybe on the walls here in my garage here i thought uh, i i thought i brought uh, something oh, yeah. semblance to that and i don't see it around anymore the redhead girl poster we need a show on that but you know um i my, my dad and my dad he never there was never my dad uh had something that i wanted to put up in here but my wife isn't into but I should fuck it. I should do it. My dad had a big Raiderette calendar. The, oh, the nice. Raiders cheerleaders. He had the Raiders cheerleaders up in his garage, which is a badass move. But um, so uh, so they found uh, Osama bin Laden had a huge porno collection, and so I, you won't believe this. This is a far out podcast exclusive. I have the names of the pornos that Osama bin Laden was watching. Say what? I have it. I have it. Now, no other podcast has this. CBS News is going to want to run with this story after. But I have the films that Osama bin Laden was beating off to. Now, he had a harem of women. He had multiple wives. But yet, he still chose to watch pornography. And you know what? You can judge a man by his pornographic taste, correct? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that's the deep, dark secret that we all hide. Like, you could find out Elliot Dagan's deep psychological underpinnings if you just discovered what porno he likes to look at. You don't want to know. He's got some some bukkake in there. Is that what you're saying? Like, just some shit? Elliot? I don't know. I don't know. Elliot's probably... I'm saying that's a deep, dark secret that you, you know, you judge someone. Oh, you you watch that, huh? Yeah, Mm. you're into bukkake. Mm. But, I mean, it could lead into other, you know, psychological parts of the rest of your life. So, Elliot here has a list of... Now, this is, you're hearing it here first. Osama bin Laden's pornos. So, uh, what, what does he have here, Elliot? Uh, well, let me, let me just start off with some of these. Uh, number one is uh, kind of a classic, actually. Okay. Uh, a franchise film, if you will. Debbie does Islamabad. Oh, Debbie does Islamabad. It's crossed, uh, crossed genres and crossed uh, the pond, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know there was a bunch of Debbies in, in his neck of the woods. Well, you know, she makes the trek. You know, she's she's a working girl. I would guess. Well, whatever. There's a paycheck. Debbie will be there. You know, making it happen. I could see her getting you know freaky with some sheiks. You know, uh, hanging out. You know, in uh, some I guess coffee houses. I don't know what in Islamabad what people are doing, but I, I imagine though she's probably in a burqa. Oh well, you know, maybe not. <laughs> I don't I know. Know. <laughs> well, eventually the burger comes off. I think that's well, how the story it's, ends. It's Debbie. It's not da da da. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's an American chick, right? I mean, that's what I'm picturing: some hot blonde American chick who like goes to that country, yes, in a burka, but then bam, Debbie does Islamabad, and then she excites all of Islamabad exactly, with her with her like, Western infidel ways. That's what I'm saying. So, what else you got in there? Uh, uh, this one's actually a little ironic. Seal Team Sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, so oh, yeah. did he know SEAL Team 6 was coming for wow. him? Is it, is it SEAL Team? Is it what happened after they killed him? Like SEAL Team went in there and uh, had, that, had their way with his that's wives? Like, that's like the whole uh, Secretary of Lincoln being named Kennedy and Kennedy Lincoln. That's some <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> that is some shit, man. That's wow. true. It was yeah. true. It was a, Abraham Lincoln's secretary was last name was Kennedy, Kennedy yeah. and Kennedy's was Lincoln. That's that right, is true. Man. It's crazy. Well, way to bring it around, yeah. That should cry. A- anything else that uh, Osama bin Laden was watching? 
Infidel Infidelity. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good one. That sounds like a drama kind of. <laughs> right. Know? The plot well, line of Infidelity. Too much drama in that porn for me. Well, there's going to be some story or a yeah. bunch of Americans cheating on each other and desecrating the name of Muhammad. Not worth my time. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Burka Bukaki. Oh, there you okay, go. See, right. see, I'm judging him. I'm judging him now. You know, very good. Wow, that's something that uh, that's in the vault. Usually, the burka is black, by the way. And after a good uh, bukkake scene, it would definitely be um, white. Well, mm. maybe that's why they wear the black cover the stains. <laughs> that, that, that's my theory on underwear. Anyway, here's actually a pretty popular one that most people know. Who's Nail and Palin? Oh, okay. So he was. Wow. Oh, he was into watching a, a Palin lookalike. Get it. Well, you know, I I heard that, yeah. Yeah, at he the time, yeah. he'd uh, he'd definitely like to see the uh, Republican Party be getting it. Yeah, uh, that's true. I yeah, he would getting definitely fucked us. You know. Yeah, I I could see that. I could see. You know, I I would much rather pornographically viewing see a uh, pornographic version of uh, Sarah Palin than like a Hillary Clinton. All right, or a Nancy Pelosi. Right. Palin yeah. or Octomom. Palin. Oh, yeah. No, Palin's a good-looking woman. Like, if I saw Palin walking down the street, I'd be like, all right, she's pretty hot. Uh, let me segue real quick. Have you heard Octomom? She's doing a... Yeah, she just did it. She just did her first porno. Her really? Self, she just recorded self, it. Uh, self-mutilated, was it? No, no, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what no, it is, No, I think but... she's, uh, she's self-pleasuring herself is what it is. Oh. Yes. Octomom. Yes. Octomom's going at herself. Yes. I, I would never want to watch that. You know what? Funny thing, she used to live near here. The, she used to live like uh, in Bellflower, I think, which is not far from here. Funny thing is, it's pop culture taught, and you have to watch it. <laughs> you have to watch. It's mandatory it. as yes. a podcaster. I need to watch uh, Octo Mom go I, at herself. I think so. The listeners will agree. Octo Mom go at herself with some. With is it going to be a show breakdown? Well, as long as Todd pay, <laughs> pays for it, I'll watch. Well, Buck it. always likes a visual bit. <laughs> you know, if, if if Buck had his way with this podcast, he'd be just watching it and describing it to the listener. Exactly. Uh, Elliot came in real quick, and um, we had the large cardboard cutout of your grandfather that you brought in on a, oh, a, yeah. a with a holographic show. sheen. I would also like to say, yeah. thank you. And I'm trying to make it as Tupac as possible. <laughs> What's a, up, Coachella? There's the. <laughs> Six foot tall uh, picture of Buck's grandfather that he brought in on a previous show, and my wife came out to the garage one day. She goes, "Oh fuck, you need to get rid of that. That thing scared the shit out of me." <laughs> and then the the great thing is this: this is why I love Buck Perez. Not yes. only you will learn everything you need to know about Buck Perez on this first move. A wanted a visual bit on the radio. B left shit over at my house. Yeah. That's what Buck loves to do: leave shit at my house and do visual bits on radio. Elliot Dagan, what else? What else was Osama bin Laden? That's what, what else was Osama bin beaten off to? That's what I'm into. What's Osama into? Yeah. Talibangin. <laughs> nice. Oh. Just gratuitous. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just into his own irony at this point, you know? Talibangin? Talibangin. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds horrible. That sounds like gay porn because all the Taliban was dudes. I think it's just very strict, uh, morally oriented porn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another one. Deep Goat. Oh, Deep Goat. I like that. that, that that's pretty good because, you know, I, I'm sure lots of, uh, you know, lots of men have had their way with a communal goat around. Yeah, yeah, um, this is going bad. I'm judging him now. <laughs> Bin Laden's After compound? the Bukkake and the goat. Uh, really? Well, it's, it's, it's still going it's downhill. Over, you got, you got some more to go through. Not over yet. Yeah, no. the next one is the Pakistani tranny number four. Mm. 
So there are there. I guess there are transvestites in Pakistan. Who knew? I, you know, I guess they would. It's kind of happening everywhere. Interesting. It's called the Pakistani tranny. Like there's only one tranny in Pakistan that's getting handled. You know. Well, with a with a video series, you got to keep it uh, kind of discreet in those countries. I would understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. I think that's part of the soundtrack of the Pakistani tranny. All right. Anything else that Osama bin Laden was watching pornographically? Hot, horny harem honeys. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Uh, in between the Shiites. All right, that nice. sounds good. That nice. sounds good. In between the Shiites, I like that. So he's got it's, it's uh, you know, gentleman comes in, two hot Shiite honeys, uh, gets down there in between the sheets with them. I like that. It's nice to know that they they do the play on names with their porn that we do. You know? Right. Yeah, that's true. It, this it is good shit. Crosses cultural boundaries. That's what I'm saying. In between the Shiites, I wonder if there's any Kurdish pornography. Like, I wonder <laughs> if the the Sunnis, the Sunnis are the cord, uh, the Kurds. I wonder what they're watching. Right. I think they probably just keep it like real. I I I don't think they're into that. No. 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 Good so moral people. So you're saying out of the Kurdies, the, uh, <laughs> the Kurds, the Sunnis, and the Shiites, you, you're obviously a Shiite supporter. When it comes down to you know as Islamist. I'm not going to say anything on that issue because I hear there's people who do uh, suicide bombings. So, all right. <laughs> you, you don't want to be on a- anything else in there. Uh, the Afghani, uh, Afghanistani tranny number seven. Okay, all right. There's a, there's one in another Afghanistan. sequel. Another sequel. And Pretty see, good. all the all the trannies have sequels, right? All the ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if if you got something works, go with it. Like keep, a Transformers film. Well, you think about <laughs> making them. Yeah. A transvestite, unlike a normal person, can go both ways. So there's much, there's definitely better sequel potential than with a person who's unisex. Look, I'm just thinking Hollywood Gold transvestite transformer movie. <laughs> transvestite transformer. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Just the transformer. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Think about it. I'm Optimus Prime. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Anything else? We got anything else in there? Uh, that's that's the list. When it, when it comes to weird pornography, I, John Sowen and I, God bless John Sowen. John Sowen and I were, were getting drunk one day, and I, I may have told this uh, story on a podcast before, but it's it's worth repeating. Uh, there was a boat washed up in Playa del Rey hmm. that was washed up on the sand, and it was like a you know it was like a sixty foot long vessel, and it was washed up on the sand because some guy didn't like tie his boat down, and there was a storm, and the boat wound up on the shore, and he did not have enough money to have it towed off the beach. So, Salwin and I were watching a Raider game at a bar in Playa del Rey, and then we saw the boat, so we went down to check out the boat, and we climbed in the boat, and we found that the owner of the boat had a whole bunch of porno videos on the boat. So, basically, he'd take the boat out and watch porno on it. And so, it was like all these different porno movies, so I keep passing the tapes out to John, who's standing outside of the boat that's capsized. You're stealing this guy's porn? No, we put it all back in the boat. <laughs> but and it's Classy. All, Classy move. Yeah. And so me and Salwin were reading off all the titles. It's all these porno movies. And then he had a copy of Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Kurt nice. Russell film. Of course. I think I think those come with every boat you purchase. <laughs> right, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. every shithead with the boat, like, yeah, he's seen Captain Ron. You seen Captain Ron? Of course I have. Yeah. It's that in like, it's a good ca- movie. Yeah, oh, cabin man. Boy. But so, John, I think. Yeah, I've never seen either yeah, no one. Yeah, no one saw Cabin Boy. One of my friends loves that movie. Uh, Cabin Boy ain't bad. So it's uh, it's terrible, but it ain't bad. <laughs> but John and I now. But the thing is, John, it was such a funny moment when when John and I found this boat that we we labeled the boat porn boat, <laughs> and John and I can't I can't 
hang out with John without just being that the entirety of our conversation. John and I have talked on podcasts for hours and hours and hours, but when we sit down, it's like Vietnam veterans. We both look at each other. We both we both witness porn boat. Yeah. Lived through that shit. Yeah. We both lived through porn boat. Well, we got to find out uh, if there's any listeners who have a boat or know someone who has a boat, if that's a standard thing. Just watching Captain Run. Well, no, 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 the porn. <laughs> well, if you think about it, like, okay, one of the things about watching I'm, porn... I'm more concerned with the Captain Ron angle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the things I that, know that... If you're watching porno, like, one of the things, especially as a married man, like, you're totally concerned about being caught watching pornography. Now, when you have a boat, that's freedom. You're in international waters. Like, you could just go out there, and if you're by yourself, chances are you're not going to get caught. There's a, You have plenty of time to cover up whatever happened. Well, you can actually, you can you can sit on the bow of the boat and release into the ocean, make a little fish food. Like, you can do whatever you want. If I was your wife, I'd strongly be scared if you're thinking about a boat. I'm so glad she doesn't listen to the show. Exactly. <laughs> actually, I, we've talked before. This that, shit might be exhibit A. Like all, like all white men, my, my real goal in life is to own a plane. <laughs> oh, okay. I do, am I seeing where this is going already? Or? <laughs> the audience knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Sitting up there all alone. And then you have like, like rappers have in their car where they have like the, the HD like little, TV little screens. Little autopilot goes on. Little autopilot. Little, watch a little porno. And I, I, would, I would join the Mile High Club myself. Just solo in my own plane, flying solo. It's a, it's a big, it's a big flying jerk mobile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your wife is nowhere in here, right? No, no, nowhere in this fantasy. Don't be disgusting, Buck. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now we can put on autopilot. Don't, don't bring your wife into this. Sorry. <laughs> you know how hard it is to fuck in a Cessna. <laughs> it's got to be wildly difficult. And now it's time for Tabloid Tuesday. Elliot here has a, a stack of uh, some recent... Uh, Porn? No. no. Some uh, tabloids. So we can keep... Every, all, I know all of our Far Out listeners have got to be big time fans of like the uh, supermarket tabloids you see all the time like at, at the checkout stand. They have to be. They have to be. They must be. <laughs> hey, you're a Beastie Boys fan. And you know, and, and, and you love... Uh, we're making a lot of assumptions on today's If they show. weren't, they're going to be. Yeah. Now, uh, Elliot, what are the big news? Because sometimes the National Enquirer and the Globe, they seem like they're, they're crazy, you know, um, crazy uh, publications. But actually, lots of times, like the John Edwards sex scandal was yep. broke by the National Enquirer. Sometimes these guys are way ahead of the normal news organizations that we trust and know. So, mm. Elliot Dagan, what right now, what are the big headlines? What's going on at, in the uh, Globe and National Enquirer magazine? Okay, here's a... Here is a national security one, actually. Headline news. Uh, pretty important. It is an election year. Yes. Secret Service hired. Uh, President Barack Obama has become shamefully tangled in the explosive Secret Service hooker scandal nice. with the bombshell revelation that agents have hired two prostitutes. Really? For him. Really? So Obama's getting two hookers. Nice. Through the through the Secret Service, that's, that that's is, what they say. That is hope and change <laughs> <laughs> that we can believe in. I, I'm believing it. Yeah. So what's going on in the story, Elliot? The shocking new twist is linked to the disgraceful incident in. Uh, you're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to forgive me. Uh, no, excuse me. In Katahara. 
Oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Katahara. Because <laughs> I was going to try and mispronounce it. Prostitution <laughs> is legal, correct? Uh, well, I don't know. Katahania? Katahania, I think it is. Yeah, uh, it, it is legal. It's legal. So, what's the big fucking deal? Why is everyone so... If Obama is nailing hookers? No, I mean, our Secret Service well, guys, it, who cares if they go down there and nail prostitutes? Because they should... No, hey, no, fuck that. I'm an American, <laughs> and they should be nailing our American hookers in Nevada legally. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think that's, they're, they're, that's your disgrace? Those Colombians are taking American jobs. They're outsourcing you our that, hookers. You want that pussy to say made in America? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, now that the Secret Service went from the Secret Service to the Secret Service. That's what oh. I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, so what else is Reno. going on? I, I would be really afraid for any hooker who made her way to the White House and had to deal with Michelle. Because I, th- I think Michelle, if she saw a hooker coming into the White House, it would be a bad move. Like, Michelle would take off her earrings. Like just strong, uh, pop, pop. Strong woman she is. It's on, bitch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I could see, you know, Bill Clinton, you know, hooker walking through, <laughs> hooker walking through, Hillary turning a blind eye. Michelle would not go for that shit. Anything else going for, on? For in everyone, that, that was Elliot little, doing the living color snaps around the world. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Snap? Exactly. That, one too. that was, yeah. that was uh, two snaps in a circle. Huh? That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's some good news for anyone who's hurting tonight. You can end your pain now hmm. with copper and magnets combined. And, of course, the healing power of Jesus. Oh, wow. What's going on? Is this an ad in the National Enquirer? This is uh, solid copper. Solid copper. That's, that's not bad. That's what, 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 what is it? What is it? You're... It's, a, it's a bracelet. Okay. Mm. It's like one of those Lance Armstrong or I Love Boobies bracelets. <laughs> well, no. This is solid copper. Those are made from flimsy plastic. Excuse me. So it's like a golfing bracelet, like a, a little metallic bracelet you put around your, uh, your, your your wrist. You know, now I think about it, maybe the boobies one should be made out of silicone or something. Right? <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, bring the whole 80s thing back. This anyway, is a, go ahead. Okay, okay. So, 3,000 Gauss magnets. That's, uh, that's pretty powerful. I don't know if you guys know anything about physics. Yeah, well, I, I know that definitely this healing bracelet has got to have have a lot to do with uh, quantum physics obviously because whenever there's any kind of sham it's usually people go well in quantum physics hey wait are you calling this a sham todd i'm 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 not saying i'm just saying that the jesus bracelet might possibly be 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 a sham look it's got his name on it you can receive a free gift uh surprise when you order this and the shipping handling let me see this shipping handling's free todd so this is enjoy your pain this is the jesus healing bracelet no, you can I, wear i think it says end your pain no, yeah i don't think it. you should enjoy your pain and like you know like unless you're like a masochist or some shit <laughs> all right well what does it say here combines what's the copy say it says do you believe so for centuries millions of people have believed in the healing properties of both copper and magnetic therapy to help ease aches and pains from arthritis and other ailments. This, Clearly, this is aimed at old people. This, this is, is not. The, this is the East meeting the West. Well, yeah, yeah, getting back on the standard. Yes. Yeah. If you believe now, oh, comma. If you, you believe, believe, comma. Now you can combine these forces with your powerful faith in the miracles of Jesus to protect you from pain and soothe your soul in times of stress. Solid copper and fully adjustable to fit most wrists. Now, can, can I speak on something real quick? I've, I've, yeah. I've faced a little moral crisis within the last... Uh, really? Say the last month, I've been thinking a lot about it. And um, see that Jesus right there? This guy. Right here. Yeah, Jesus, who is selling copper magnets, one, or people are—I don't think Jesus himself is selling the them, one we all grew up with. I know, thought that was just some hippie. No, no, no. That's that's 
That's Jesus himself. Now, when I'm, I, I like the miracle healing power of Jesus. By the way, I'd, <laughs> I'd prefer that. No, no. That, okay, no, I'll heal you. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Really, I'm cheap. thinking maybe in the last month or so, maybe I want to worship. You know, maybe the Black Jesus. Right. You know, because there is a Black Jesus, right? Right. Like people worship Black Jesus. Aramaic, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think. Isn't the Rastafarian Jesus black? Haile uh, Selassie, yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. So, yeah, maybe I want to worship that Jesus. Because, you know, if Jesus was black, it wouldn't surprise me. He's, right. he's supposed to be universal, right? Yeah. yeah as, as I've learned, yeah. So yeah. It wouldn't shock me. But, you know, the black Jesus seems a little cooler. Yeah. Seems a lot cooler than my Jesus, you know? Maybe I could talk to him a, li- a bit more, may- smoke with him. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I have a feeling black Jesus wouldn't, like... Uh wouldn't like uh, wa- wash your feet you know like Jesus was always into like washing people's feet like he'd see hmm. you wash your feet black Jesus would be like oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my feet get yeah. a goddamn washcloth yeah. <laughs> get out of here wash your ass <laughs> he'd work some good like red fox a little material. more sassy a little <laughs> yeah. more sassy than the white Jesus because really I mean where did Jesus grow up around it was, it was around. Compton right <laughs> no. where's Q <laughs> No. <laughs> Q's outside on the phone, right? Q to Don Juan, who's been hanging out with. I want to get Q's opinion on Black Jesus. No. Hey, Q, Justin? Black Jesus. <laughs> Justin, could you get Q from outside? All right, well, we kill some time. Let me just uh, say real quick it's made out of salt copper, which is better than our pennies. Okay. Oh, 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 oh wait. Are you going to go off some like crazy Ron Paul shit about how uh, our you know, pennies are real copper? You were saying it was uh, aimed at old people? What old person would not think that right away? Q, right here on the mic. Q, right now we're looking at the globe and the National Enquirer, and they have a healing power of Jesus copper bracelet you can purchase. Now, Q, Buck was saying that he would prefer if he had a chance to hang out with black Jesus. Like, have you ever been in a church where they had a picture of black Jesus? Yeah, you know what? I seen Black Jesus on PCH and Long Beach Boulevard like two weeks ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did he have long hair? Did he, he had long hair and everything. Two braids. Well, just two braids. He had dookie braids. Then. And you know what? He offered me a joint. <laughs> really? The now, sacrament. This, this is who I'm talking about. This is the Jesus yeah. I'm talking about. Now, did you get high with Black Jesus? I thought it was a setup. I mean... <laughs> you thought it was the cops? <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to go to hell or not. I, <laughs> Wait, is this Long Beach PD? A little, a little too good. So, but have you ever been in somebody's house and they had a picture of black Jesus on the wall? Oh, yeah. I went to numerous houses, like at least 20. They had black Jesus, the same picture. Now, does, is black Jesus wearing Jordans or does he have on like uh, sandals? Oh, uh, no, I think he wear a Kango hat and he got on some Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> right. The ball in black Jesus, not the broke ones. <laughs> so, Jesus would come back black and a baller. Oh, yeah, all day, all day. It would be Jay Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he owned portion of the Nets. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Black, Black Jesus owns the uh, you know the the bleachers in the new uh, Barclay Center or whatever where the Nets are playing. Well, well, Q, I'd like to thank you for your for your opinions here on Black Jesus. And once again, you smoke with Black Jesus on Long Beach Bullet, right, right, right by VIP Records, where Snoop. Yeah, Dogg yeah, filming. yeah. He just pulled out one. I, I I felt I was chosen. I mean, really, I, I thought I was chosen. Like you're a jerk. Because <laughs> I didn't have no weed that day. I was like, damn it. And so Black Jesus just hangs out right there on Long Beach Boulevard. Yeah, you'll see him about 2, 3 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you'll see him out there, you feel me? He be at the Compton station too, so, you know, Compton of the PCH, you know what I'm saying? You'll see him. Get blessed, please. Get blessed. Compton station off the blue line? Oh, yeah, the blue line all day. I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny blue line story once. I was and for everybody listening, the blue line, uh, 
That was not a cigar you just gave me, by the way, Q. Sorry. <laughs> now recording is fucked for the next couple shows. It was at one point in time. But I, I remember I was um, on, on the Blue Line. The Blue Line goes from uh, downtown L.A. Uh, to downtown Long Beach. And in between hits every neighborhood in between. It hits every piece of the hood all the way through. Like the Blue Line caters every piece of the hood. And... I was, there was a family, lots of times you get people from like Europe take the blue line and stuff. Yeah. And you get these like German people were sitting there and there was this guy talking to the uh, family from, from like Germany and there's this guy in the blue line was like explaining to them where they should shop off the blue line. And we stopped at Compton station and the, <laughs> and the guy turns to the German family and goes, you know what, man, if you guys need to go shopping, there's a great discount mall right around the corner <laughs> from here in Compton. <laughs> Now, German people walking into the Compton swap meet is going to be one of the one of the most disconcerting experiences that Germans could ever have. Because you know, it's like one, you know, you know, white dudes from Lakewood don't roll into the Compton indoor swap meet. <laughs> German people sure the fuck won't know what's going on in there. No, they won't. They won't. Yeah, they'll get a deal. They will get a deal. <laughs> All right, thank you, Q, for showing up on the show. No problem. No problem. Ellie Dagan, thank you for being on the show. Buck Perez. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far All Podcast. R.I.P. MCA, Adam Yock from the Beastie Boys. We're going to end this show with a show a song called I Don't Know off of Hello Nasty by the Beastie Boys. It's a great song that MCA actually sang, so I wanted to end the show with that. Shut